everybody. We're back. It's uh, Fig and Locke Coast to Coast. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Locke. Hey, brother. How's it been, man? I know it's been a couple weeks. Uh, how you doing? It's been good. It's been good. You know, staying busy. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to all the mothers out there that's listened to the podcast. Uh, Mother's Day was um, the day before, you know, this previous weekend. So, um, you know, happy Mother's Day to all of y'all. Yeah, um, how you guys, your how time, did you... man? How how did you how did you guys celebrate? Um, we kept it low key. You know, I cooked dinner. I um I made a lobster, uh, shrimp with a baked potato and asparagus. Nice. You know, I I I don't know. I don't always cook, but when I cook, I, I do all right. I do all right. Uh, what'd you do for Mother's Day? Well, uh, this was actually not only Mother's Day weekend, but Marcy's birthday weekend as well. So she had a birthday on Friday, um, and then on uh Sunday obviously was Mother's Day. So. Uh, for her birth, really for her birthday, um, I got her a uh, a little massage, a little spa treatment out at uh, one of the hotels down here in uh, Coalina. Um, and then for Mother's Day, we just did church, and I got her. I, I had her a nice um, canvas photo made for her her desk. Uh, it's a picture of her and Alex from our trip to the, um, Maui. And I had it printed on canvas that she can mount and put up on her desk. And then for dinner, I, I made uh, uh, crab legs, her favorite, uh, with some corn and some um, some port, um, uh, kielbasa. Uh, so, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice weekend. Uh, she also requested that she have the day to herself because she was actually putting together. She, so Marcy has picked up sewing as a hobby. And she, uh, a friend of hers asked if she could help mend her daughter's dress. Or make some modifications to it. So she requested to have the day to herself and so she can work on the dress and whatever. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I took Alex out to the Bishop Museum and we went to the pool and um, just stayed out of the house for and for, for the day. So, yeah, man, that's about it. You know, pretty chill weekend. You know, the weather was beautiful as usual. Uh, we were on, on <laughs> Saturday while she was getting her spa tree. We were at Koalina, the tide pools in Koalina and swimming around out there and um yeah it was a good weekend real good real good weekend so but uh i know we were uh the week prior i was on travel so we weren't able to to cast uh i was out um visiting um good old fallon nevada uh which is in the armpit of nevada there's nothing out there at all it is a um a desert and with all that time i had on my hands I was spending a lot of time watching um, Facebook Watch. Ever ever scroll through Facebook Watch? Facebook Watch is a absolute pit. It is. It, it, is, is, a, it is an absolute. My pit. Facebook Watch, my Facebook Watch mentions are literally restore videos. So I'm always looking at some like this guy restores some ancient gun or restores this butcher's knife or something whatever, and you see them do it, and it's just like. I'm fascinated by videos like that, or it's some video of like some kind of like cars, like import cars and something like that. And they're doing an engine swap or turbo swap. I'm just like watching these videos. I, I, yeah, I try not to watch it though. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. Cause, uh, I find that my Facebook watch is a combination of like, uh, TV clips from the office or parks and recreation. It's, uh, uh, clips from different comedians doing different sets 
And then I have a, definitely have a large string of Karen video, Karen meltdown videos. I don't know why. I just find my, I find a great joy in watching Karens lose their shit on uh, the internet. And then the new one that I discovered, which this blew my mind. I had no idea this even existed. Were these sovereign citizens? Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, I, and I think I, I think I texted you and I saw. It. I said you got to check this out. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did. So. I if I didn't know what it was at first, I was just watching this dude like argue with the cops about whether or not he was driving or traveling. Which uh, the guy, the cop pulled him over and said, "I need to see your license and registration." And the guy's like, "Well, I only need a license if I'm driving, and driving you only you're only driving if you are you know carrying passengers or doing it in for for commercial purposes to make money." I'm traveling, and under common law, I don't require a driver's license, and it. It blew my mind. So I, I started and I realized there was a, a large number of these videos. So I Googled it. And these there's I guess there's a, it's a it's a movement that started in the nineteen seventies. Uh it where people believe that they are they are sovereign unto themselves and that they are only subject to common law under the constitution and that federal and state laws don't apply to them. So they use it to evade like taxes in the IRS. They use it to evade um, like state traffic laws and just a variety of other a variety of other institutions that have been established by the federal and state governments to govern. And uh, a lot of these people are like in the at least in the early ones in the 1970s, they it, they also were like white supremacists. So it's also in that vein of like you know your typical like redneck conspiracy theorist type. So it, but the whole thing is really bizarre. But it's not just white people though. There's a there was a black guy on there arguing with the police about whether or not he he was sovereign. And he told them, "I'm charging you two thousand dollars a minute for your interaction with me." You know, and I had to look. Now I'll for, I'll readily admit not all law enforcement is great, but in this case, these law enforcement officers were very professional. They were very respectful, and they were very patient with these people. Because I would have stuck my arm through the through the window and started to choke somebody. I think if they pulled this on me. But you've seen a couple of these videos. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it or if you found it strange, as strange as I did. Uh, man, so that's rabbit hole itself too. Because. As soon as you texted me about it, I was like, what are you talking about? Because I remember I texted you back, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's not like sovereign states. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like, no, he's like citizens. So I'm like, all right, hold on. So then I'm looking at it, and, like, Court TV has, like, all these, like, compilations of, like, sovereign citizen meltdowns in the courtroom. And they're just in court. And just like you said, they're like, I'm sovereign to myself. This is outrageous that you're doing this to me. I do not believe. And there's over-talking the judges. And the judges are like, shot. They're kind of like, uh, if you keep talking, I'm holding you in contempt. You can't hold me in contempt because your court does not exist to me. I am, but this is to myself and blah, blah. You're like, what in the world is happening? I saw one where like a guy, he was in court and he was going to FaceTime and he literally... Um, he kind of submitted to the cop because he kept saying something and the cop's like, uh, no judge, um, I sustain that. Da, 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 da. And he's like, I sustained. They like they they were actually following the court and like all the rules and do was kind of like, man, um, yeah, okay, fine. I'll, I'll pay your fine. Whatever. I just want to get out of here. And then another one I saw, dude was like, they were gonna take him in the back. And then he started fighting the cop. And then literally the cop took him down, 
the other uh, off-duty cop came out of nowhere and started wailing on him. And then, like, I guess there's some other sovereign citizens. His posse was kind of there, and they didn't jump in and save him none. But they're kind of like, it's amazing because if you're, especially after we just dealt with a couple of years ago with COVID and um, people just like saying that wearing a mask invades their rights, just, just putting on a mask is like you're telling me to do too much in life now the, these people have been around forever um doing that and it looks like it's just a situation where they just use sovereign citizenship just to like get off on this. they don't walk or actually do this stuff they interact with normal city like citizens and do normal city shit like everybody else just uh, when it comes to you know, I have to fall in line with everybody else. They want to live anarchy or above the rules. And it's all of a sudden I'm a sovereign city and citizen. And you're like, this is just nuts. It's just absolute nuts. You know, it, it's a good five. It's a, watch it for like five minutes on YouTube. Just look it up five minutes. It's uh, you'll see, you'll see some characters. One guy was like in full, like old school, 1800s forefathers clothes. And he's like talking all like oldie time. Saying like I'm a sovereign citizen and you da 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 you do not address to me. Mine is not my name. My name is I am beyond some citizen. He said something really crazy and it was like it, it's just yeah yeah yeah. I watched one. I was watching one the other day where the guy was was um he was being charged with driving under the influence on an expired and also on an expired license. And the guy was like, "Well, I'm not. I am not this person. I am." Uh, representing, I am an individual representing this person. Uh, that person is not he is currently not present. So the judge said, "So let me understand. You're you're not you're not here in person. You're here as an individual representing this person." And the guy was like, "Yes, that is correct." He said, "Okay, well you can can you please?" So I'm I'm going to address you, the individual, and the person. So. Please let the person and the individual know that they are being charged with driving under the influence and with driving on, ex on, a, on, a, on an expired license. And I'm setting bail at like $75,000. And, and then the guy couldn't get and then And then the guy got him. Then the guy confused himself because then he didn't know. He forgot which he was because he was going to try to argue that. Well, I, he was going to try to argue against the fine, but then he forgot that he was supposed to be the individual representing the person not the person so so the so, so the judge said wait well so, hold on are you the person or the individual and he was like well uh i'm the person and he was like so he said, i don't understand why i'm being fined seventy five thousand dollars well did you not consult with the individual that was representing your person that they, they, nah. <laughs> it was great the guy just stood there just befuddled completely befuddled and you know i tell you look i mean I'm a firm believer that you know law, like the majority of law enforcement, really just wants to do like protect their communities. There, you know, I mean, there are obviously bad eggs that people run across, and those people should be, you know, punished and should be held accountable. But I think the vast majority of law enforcement people, I know, I happen to know some that I went to school with, that they they are good people and just want to protect their communities. And it, I, I hope to God these are like very very rare instances because, you know, you shouldn't have to deal with this. You know, when you pull someone over. Uh, dealing with somebody that's just gonna like sit there and like pretend that the laws don't apply to them—it's completely bonkers. And then um, I was watching one where uh, I, I didn't know this. This one actually did catch me by surprise a little bit. 
um, was I didn't know that uh, cops can randomly run your plates. They don't really need a they don't really need a a, a cause. They can just run your plate. And they, what do you and mean? I yeah, this wouldn't what surprise you, me. What do you mean? You never knew that? No, I no, I don't know why. I guess I guess I, I never realized. Have you it. never been followed by a cop? Have you never been followed by a cop before? I mean, not for a long period of time. No, I mean, I mean, I'll admit the. I think the one, the last time I got followed by a cop was on. I was driving through North Carolina, and uh, the I, I I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna change lanes because the guy in front of me was really slow, but then I saw the cop in my blind spot, so I immediately got back in. So he thought that was suspicious and followed me and then pulled me over. But I didn't know, like at a gas station, for example, if you pull in to get gas and there's a cop there, he can run your your plates. And see if like you have and and see if you're like if you're the status of your driver's license or whatever, and uh, so this one guy he ran his plates, and they discovered that the guy was driving on an expired driver's license. So he you know he he pulled him over, and the guy was like, "Well, what am I being pulled over for?" He's like, "Well, you're being pulled over for driving on an expired license." And he was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not driving. I'm traveling." He's like, "No, you're you're driving on an expired driver's license, guys. You're." registration insurance and the guy was like well you need to tell me what i'm being pulled over for he's like you're being pulled over because i ran your plates and you're you have an expired driver's license and and uh that surprised me that really i i didn't know that you that that could happen and i don't know how i feel about it (laughs) but either way like i guess just make sure you're driving then again if you are driving on an expired driver's license you probably shouldn't be driving anyways but but that was that was news new to me i guess you learn something new every day you know, because yeah, cops run plates all the time. Like that's how they get them. No, I mean I know cops run plates. I just didn't know. I guess I just didn't realize in my own naiveness that you just they just ran them. They just ran. They just ran them. Like a guy pulls me a gas station, not really doing anything suspicious, you know. And you know they might run his plates. That now, I'm I suspect these guys probably weren't doing. I know in one video I saw the guy was kind of like was driving a little wonky, so they ran him. Another guy, his car was like a little beat up, so they ran it. I don't know. I don't know what prompts someone to do that. Um, but oh, I mean, I guess you learn something new every day because yes, cops pull people over all the time um, by running plates. Uh, cops use it to like run plates just on somebody that might have an outstanding warrant, um, arrests like that. Um, you see it a lot in Virginia Beach. You'll see cops, and when you see three cop cars, um, that's a warrant arrest. You know, that's how they get them. Um, when I run their plates like that, usually um, in the small town I live in, um, my wife told me that cops put cops will pull somebody over, and then if you see multiple cops pull over, come up to it, it's just gonna be a regular standard stop. They're just bored, they have nothing better to do. But the sovereign citizen part that really trips me is that. They, they they think that they um, out talk outsmart the judge as if they're not lawyers. Yeah, I find that bizarre. Like they, that, that makes sense uh, to me. The a a judge obviously is someone who's been in law for a very long time and knows it very well. So I love the fact that there's a person out there who thinks that their their YouTube and education is somehow going to get them exonerated from whatever crime they have committed. I mean, there was one video where the cop was trying to convey to the guy, like, your argument is a courtroom argument. You are still being arrested. There is a crime you have committed, and you are being arrested. 
you can defend yourself using this argument in court, but this is not court. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's actually a YouTube guy that he actually does that. Like his whole thing is going to traffic stops and saying bad legal jargon to cops as they're trying to do their job. And my man has like several outstanding warrants out for his arrest because he's just like he he quotes court cases that make no sense. Like that has nothing to do with what's happening at the scene of the crime. And he's actually a real asshole to these cops, which uh, by the luck of the lottery of uh, for DNA for him being born a man, dude. He would have got messed up a long time ago because it's just how he talks to the cops. He's in their face, got a camera in their faces, you know, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? And it's just he has several outstanding warrants and stuff like that. He quotes court cases wrong. It's just it's just bad. This is what people are doing because it's just they're doing it for clout. People do stuff for clout. I don't think it's I don't think it's obnoxious as that in most cases for sovereign people, but um, yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, there's another one. Well, not so. This wasn't a sovereign citizen, but it was still a bizarre, really bizarre video on Facebook Watch. Again, Facebook Watch has just got the weirdest content. But there's a guy, and the label of the video was like Karen loses it on cameraman in a shopping center, and I was like, huh. So I was watching it, and at first. I thought the guy that was shooting the video was the guy that was going to get was going to be the Karen or something cuz the guy was like he was standing outside of a a a store, the loft at a at a shopping center and he was standing out there and he was just uh filming people randomly coming in and out of the store and it was making people feel uncomfortable to the point where like the store employees came out a few times were like, "Hey, you know, why are, why are you videotaping?" and he was like, "I I'm a lot of videotape." And they're like, yeah, but is there something specific? Are you, like, is there a reason why you're out here videotaping? He's like, nope, I'm a lot of videotape. I'm a lot to be out in public videotaping. And he's, they're like, okay, well, um, it's starting to make them, it's starting to make the shoppers really uncomfortable. And he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm outside. I'm not in the store. And the glare on the glass, you can't even see through it. So I'm a lot to be out here videotaping. And it wasn't like he was like shooting a commercial or anything. He just was like camped right in front of this store shooting video. And in my mind, I immediately was like, well, why wouldn't you just call security? I mean, security can have him escorted. So this woman came out with her husband and was like, was like, you need to leave. Like, you need to get out of here. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, she was a, she was a customer and she was concerned and she got, and she confronted the guy about it. And, and he was like, "Well, you're stupid because I'm a lot of videotape. There's nothing. I'm not doing anything illegal." And they called the, the store, called the police. So I'm thinking, okay, well, the police are going to show up. And they're going to escort this guy away from the premises. No, not at all. They the cop actually supported the guy because I guess it's it's not a crime to be out in public filming people, which that seems really bizarre to me. I I don't I didn't think you could just stand in front of a location and just film people without like a permit. Or without a purpose, or without something, and just it, it's it seems strange to me that you would allow a, a man to stand outside a woman's clothing store and just film people coming in and out. 
that seems really strange to me. But apparently he was in the right, and people were online were giving the woman a hard time for confronting this cameraman. But I was like, but I kind of feel like she's right in this case because if some guy was outside a store filming my family, I'd probably get a little confrontational about it. But I don't know if you what your thoughts are on that. But again, just another weird face FaceTime watch video. Um, I think it's. I guess I understand where the cop comes from, but is he if he's videotaping these people and then using their likeness later, then people could sue him. You know, that's why like you see like uh, you see shows like back in the day you had Jackass when they're like pranking people in the streets and their faces were blurred out. Um, the Eric Andre show, which is coming back for season six, um, he like sometimes he pranks people. That he doesn't get their permission to consent to videotape them. He blurs her face out uh, so you can't see who they are. Um, I think that's a thing, but it's definitely creepy vibes for him just to videotape women coming out of a clothing store. That's just, it's just a bad taste, you know, and it's a weird line where the cops are like, you're right, I can't necessarily do anything about it. But yes, you're right. This is a poor taste. Like, and what was weird is the guy filming made it sound like everyone else was dumb for even asking this question. Like, oh, I, I'm, I, this is not illegal. I'm allowed to do this. And what you should go, you know, you should know the laws. And, but at the same time, like, he was complete, completely unacknowledged the fact that this is just strange behavior. Like, you know, I, I can totally understand if the shopping center had hired him to film a commercial and he was filming, like, hey, I need to get these shots to film this commercial. That's one thing. And if that's the case, just explain that. And then people would probably be like, oh, no worries. Like, But the fact that he was just like planted in one spot filming people coming out of this one store was really strange to me. And I, and I, I was like, I don't see, I, mean, I don't understand how the internet could support this guy. Like, And that's why I, then I started thinking to myself, well, the internet's full of creeps and this guy's clearly a creep. So I can see why they would be supporting this guy. Because um, I thought the woman and her husband, I didn't think she was necessarily a Karen. I think she was actually did the right thing because I, I put myself in her shoes. And and if someone was out filming my kid and my wife coming in out of a store, I'd be like, what are you intending to do with this? Like, what's where is this going and where is it going to end up? And um, I don't know if I feel comfortable about that. But at any rate, I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't want to get hung up on this for too much longer. But again, Facebook watch, man, like. Just talk about just a, a weird, weird conglomeration of just bizarre stuff. And, of course, algorithms are all working in your favor, right? So, of course, you know, I watched one Karen Meltdown video, and I've got all the Karen Meltdown videos. I watched one Sovereign Citizen video, and I've got all the Sovereign Citizen videos. But, I don't know, Facebook Watch is just it's a unique animal, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely unique that they created that, and it's just, you know, mini vids. A bunch like that. I mean, it's it's amazing what technology's got us to. What Facebook has become now. Remember, a decade ago, it was nothing like this, and now it's like here we are with that. So, yeah, well, Facebook it's like we watch. talked about last weekend, man. It's a Jerry Springer effect, you know. Like you're you're you came home from school in the afternoon, you're flipping channels, and there's Jerry Springer, and some dude's throwing a chair at another dude, and there's like a major argument going on, and there's some bizarre like love triangle. You just have to stop and watch it. Like it's it, it's just it's the train wreck you have to stop and watch. It's the same thing, like, except now because the algorithms like they're like, Oh, you wanna watch that? Here, watch another one. Here's another one. This one's even crazier. Like 
and it just it just keeps feeding it to you. Like, can you imagine being like 13 years old and like Fox all of a sudden just started feeding you every Jerry, like mate like crazy Jerry Springer episode, like one after the other because you watched like this five minute clip. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, I mean, that's how it works, and it's like that's how that is modern day internet. That is essentially TikTok. I don't have oh, TikTok, yeah. but. That's essentially how it works. You watch one video, they the algorithm keys in on it. All of a sudden, bam, you're seeing a bunch of people that you don't even know. They're just uploading videos of other people's videos, which is wild, and using their content to push their content. They don't even change it. They just snip it a little bit more, regurgitate the same thing they did, and you're watching the same clip over and over and over and over and over, and it gets all these views. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's a... Uh, it's something else, you know, it, it just, uh, I don't know. It, it, I just, I'm just not, I'm not okay with that, but it's, it's what it is, you know, and at least YouTube is a little more uh, controlled. Uh, they have their issues because they have shorts. They have the YouTube shorts, which I fall down a little, same thing like the watch videos, but the watch videos could be very long or they'd be short. At least the shorts are short, but that could be rabbit hole sometimes when I'm on YouTube and I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting video. And I'll watch like, a five 30 second video of this 20 second video of that and then i'm like damn i've already watched like five six videos like the matter of like three minutes like what am i doing so um yeah it's it's just what it is like everything has to be kind of eye-popping to make us watch people's content and it's tough it's a tough world out here it is it is uh speaking of new content uh so this weekend on apple plus uh, they dropped a new movie called Ghosted. Uh, do you like? Are you a fan of Anna De Armas and uh, and Chris Pon- uh, Chris Evans? Uh, I, I have never heard of Ghosted. Chris Evans, yeah, I'm a fan of Chris Evans though. Yeah, so uh, Ghosted is a is a without spoiling anything. The premise is uh, so Chris Evans plays this kind of um, you know uh, good looking. I mean, he's a good looking dude, and there's no way around that. Uh, Good-looking farmer who lives with his family down in um in outside outside of DC, and uh, he meets he he works a, a farmer's market and he meets Anna Armas's character, and they have like a they spend the day together they're spending the day together and you know they hook up and he like thinks that she's the one and and uh, but he's very clingy he's like a, he's a very clingy type so he's like you know which. That was probably my one complaint with the movie was of all the people like Chris Evans is too good looking and too good of a like too chill of a dude to be like the clingy type. So I kind of felt like that was he's still good in it, but it was it was still a, a very strange casting choice. But um, any rate, so he becomes clingy and she ghosts him and she he doesn't quite know why other than the fact that she's not responding to all his texts and emojis. So he travels to London to find her um, and finds out that and gets involved in um, some international espionage and finds out that she's a spy for the CIA. Uh, and it's a it's a, actually a really good, fun uh, com- comedy action movie. Uh, it's done by the guys that produced and made like Deadpool. And um, I guess the guys even did Top Gun Maverick. So like good, it's got really good action and the you know the writing is pretty solid. Um, there's this great string of cameos in the film, 
directly re- like they're all related to Chris Evans and his role as Captain America. So that was pretty funny. Um, but and there, uh, of course, you know, because it's by the guys that make Deadpool. The movie Ryan got has a twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was a fantastic. Like it was like earth shattering. But it, it's if you're at home, you got nothing else to watch. It's worth watching. Like we had like it was Saturday night date night for us. Where we usually do wine and charcuterie, and it was like, well, I got nothing else to watch. What? And then there was this thing, and it was it was good. It was fun. It was a fun movie. Like, is it a work of art? No. Like, it, uh, but it's enter- It was entertaining. Hmm. I like um, what I, I saw on Netflix. They have a new Jennifer Lopez movie coming out. Oh, the mother, she's an assassin. Yeah, I saw and, that too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that one so yet. I'm that like, looks I might end up trying to maybe see that. Um, another good one too. You know, um, I did start. I started. Go ahead. I, I started watching um, Class of '09. Um, that's uh, with uh, four classmates in the FBI. They all went to FBI for different reasons, and it's following them between '09, 2023, and 2034. Seems to be um on that uh, blacklist style of like TV show where the action's kind of there's some ramped up action, there's some intrigue. So I'm only on two episodes in. The last episode was um last Sunday, the third episode. So I'm gonna check that out probably next day or so. Nice. Yeah, you mentioned uh Netflix, uh, and since so you're talking FBI dramas, uh Netflix has this show called The Night Watch, which is pretty good too. Um it's about a guy who's in the FBI and he mans this like special telephone line in the white house. And he gets a call from a woman in distress and, uh, he gets sucked into like this huge, like thriller mystery situation. Cause her, her aunt and uncle get killed and they got to figure out why they were killed. And it turns out that it's linked to the white house and there's only like, they don't know who they can trust. And there's like a major assassination plot at the heart of it. It's a really, really good, good show. It's, I was kind of surprised that, like, it's got good pacing, but the episodes seem really long. Like, they're only, like, 48 minutes at the most, but they cram a ton of story into 48 minutes per episode, and it's 10 episodes long. Um, but it's got good action. It's got, like, a it's got a really good story. Uh, there's some twists and turns along the way that keep you pretty engaged, uh, but... Yeah, so if you got another, if you're looking, if you're looking for a show right now, I don't know about you, but right now it seems like it's a dead space right now as far as TV go is going. So like we've just kind of kind of picking up a few things here and there. Um, I've been really wanting to watch that show Citadel on Amazon, but I want to wait till all of the episodes are up and we just binge watch it because uh, it's not something I want to like. I don't know if I want to just wait weekly for. <laughs> That's that's what the world does now. We just binge watches everything. Like there are some things I don't mind. What we do. Yeah, there are some things I don't mind doing the weekly for. Like, you know, um, like The Mandalorian or some of these other shows that I really like. Because I, I like it. I like that it builds anticipation. Because you know, yeah, you, you get with your friends afterwards. You talk about, oh, did you see the latest episode? You know, blah blah blah. Like, or like you know, Last of Us. I didn't mind watching that weekly just because each episode made you want to go and talk about it and it got you more excited about. The next episode for some of these other this, this newer content that you know isn't like a franchise thing or isn't something i'm necessarily attached to i'm like oh, i'll wait till it's all online and then i'll go watch it so okay all right okay um the, uh, the new zelda game came out last friday yeah there's a lot going on there do you, you um, said your son downloaded it's, it How, 
How'd you like it? it? What's funny is that he, he likes it. Um, there is uh, it, what I've seen online. There's, there's no spoilers because people are just creating wild stuff, inappropriate things, and playing Zelda with like these inappropriate items because I guess he has this thing where he could make inanimate objects come to life and it, it's it's a lot of people doing a lot of weird stuff I mean they're making content and people are watching this weird stuff happening but uh um it's it's definitely a, a what I'm hearing other people other people that played the game said it's one of the best Zelda games they've ever made which it should be because the newest one in the franchise but you know and then I heard um another person they said the ending of uh, Jedi Survivor wasn't that good. I'm still working my way through it. Um, I've got well, probably a little ways to go. I took a pause last week while I was on travel. Uh, I still, I mean, the gameplay is still a lot of fun. I'm, I'm digging the story so far, but we'll see what happens at the end. Um, as far as Tears of the Kingdom goes, uh. I'm curious, like, what do you mean? Like, what kind of, what inappropriate stuff? I've seen some videos online. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10, which that's a pretty big review right there. Um, I watched some videos online where they talked about, like, creating stuff. Like, you can create, like, gliders and air balloons and all kinds of weird stuff to kind of get you around the map. But, like, what do you mean by inappropriate stuff? Are people building, like, giant dildos to, like, help them get across the problem? Like, what um, are we People are making, about? like, uh, one guy made... Yeah, he he made like uh, they made this an adamant object looks like a stick figure person, but with like full male anatomy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and it made it come to life, whatever. And like, yeah, it, it's that type of stuff online. Right? People are that like, uh, you give people an inch, man, they're gonna take the whole football field for you. Of course, man. Like this, you know, I love that people out there took something as pure as Zelda, right? Like, you met, like this, I just think about my time playing all the Zelda games and just the immense amount of childhood fun I had. It was something you bonded over with your friends because you were always trying to figure out how to break, you know, beat the next castle or how to find the, you know, the next heart container or, you know, all those things. You just collaborate with your friends to find out how to get past certain things. And at no time did it ever cross my mind that, I, you know, I'd be playing a game where a Zelda game and I would build a giant, you know, naked dude to like get me through a, like a puzzle or something. That's just strange. And, it, and it's like, I, it's, leave it to the internet to find the one, the few people who would twist something as pure and joyful as Zelda, and put it and make it in, in as inappropriate as possible. But anyway, so what else is going on with you, man? What's uh, what's popping over in your neck of the woods? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, actually, the newest news here is um, John Morant. He got busted again on um, his Instagram live brandishing a weapon again. He served an eight game suspension this past year. And because of eight game suspension, um, it cost him thirty five million dollars. Um, and now he did it again after pretty much telling everybody he learned his lesson. He wouldn't do it again. And he just did it again. So he's going to face major suspension somewhere between 40 probably 40 games to maybe a year um this guy is a guy that was supposed to be the face he's supposed to be the face of the nba because lebron james is getting up there in age so they need a new person to carry the nba on selling stuff and he's supposed to be the guy he has a nike shoe brand he has the power aid 
deal. He's he's a big deal. He's very talented, amazing, uh, highly athletic dude. Jumps really high, af- uh, made dunks, you know. However, he likes listening to his rap music, and he likes holding his pistol, which in a league that has predominantly black people and you know, branching a weapon on Instagram Live, not firing it, but just dancing around with it, thinking you're a gangster is not an image you want to have. And the NBA is cracking down on it. So um wait to see how that's going to turn out this week or however that turns out. Yeah, that's what I got going on right there. Gotcha. That's crazy. Um, since we're talking sports, I saw uh, the commanders uh, finally made their deal. And uh, with the... I forget the name of the group, but I know that Magic Johnson is like a minor partner in it. But um, the Commanders are officially no longer under Dan Snyder. They have been sold, and uh, I know that I've been reading some articles. The new ownership has been doing their best to try to rekindle the relationship with the fans and and the league. Uh, I know uh, Joe Gibbs, the famous Redskins coach, or, well, no, Redskins. He was a Redskins coach, and, you know, uh, was the famous Redskins coach. Uh, that took the took the team to you know the Super Bowl and you know to uh, to a lot of great playoffs. He came out and said, "Hey, I'm standing by to help you know rebuild the relationship and you know be you know you know to be an asset for the team and for the ownership and help you know rekindle relationships and whatever." So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I mean, the commanders and the the, the team leadership are definitely very forward leaning right now and trying to you know. Um, get the fan base back on board and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, make good decisions to make the, the team. I mean, the team has always been profitable. I mean, they just sold, they sold the team for like $6.3 billion. So, I mean, obviously there's a ton of money to be made in it, but I know that there was a lot of hate and discontent amongst the fan base as it relates to, you know, the fans and the, you know, the, in the management there. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, how that how that uh, makes its way into the season. Um, you know, at the end of the day, players still got to play, coaches still got to coach. Um, so hopefully, you know, but hopefully, you know, fans come back to the stadium and have a much have a much brighter outlook on 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 the team. Starts with the name. Get rid of the Commanders and you wear yourselves like the Red Hogs or something like that. So it goes back to like there's heritage, there's actually a history. Because Commanders is a terrible name, it just is, and just it's just not fun. I, I respect, I respect what they were trying to do as far as like, because I mean, DC, right? There's the Nationals, and there's the, there's the, what is it? It's the Nationals, and then there's the Capitals, and then there's uh, the Wizards. Although that one's still a little weird, but um, you know, they were trying to kind of be like, kind of carry the theme of like the DC vibe, you know? So I, I, I kind of understand what they were trying to do, but yeah, there, there was no, there's no heritage in that name. It's kind of out of left field a little bit. Um, the hogs is interesting. I mean, I know that they have the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the hogs are the fans who rooted for the great offensive line of the seventies and eighties. Um, but who knows? I know some people were talking about just trying to take it back to what it used to be. Which is interesting because I actually saw there's a there is a I was online looking at something and there is a a volleyball team maybe or a, I don't know it was like a high school team and they were still the Redskins which kind of surprised me. <laughs> but at any rate, we'll see how the where the Commanders end up this season. 
but yeah, I, I think they they um the Hogs would be a a name that I mean, like I said, the fan base has a history. Your mascot could be a giant pig. I mean, it's just fun, you know. What I mean, it's just that's it, it. It's uh, it's the heritage of the good old days, and I, I, you know, that's the way to do it. Because I wonder how they're gonna even do like what's your throwback uniforms? Because you can't even do the Redskins. You can't do the Redskins uniform at all. You know, you have no throwback uniform. You know, as as a Buccaneer fan, we have one game this year. We're gonna wear our cream sickle bucko. Bucko Bruce helmet, you know, with the old school guy on it. And you're like, all right, it's a throwback uniform. Everybody's got a throwback somewhere. The Houston Texans got one. The the Tennessee T- Titans got a throwback one. The Browns got a one. Patriots. Everybody's got an old school one. And then the Commanders, because they're just a new team, they're just kind of stuck. You know what I mean? Because the Redskin one has been, the name's been banned. It's, um, I don't know, the team is definitely navigating some troubled waters right now. Uh, but you know, hopefully, with the new lead, with the new ownership, the the sun is rising on the horizon, and caught waters will start to calm, and the team can just focus on on playing. I think that was a large part of you know the issues they've had for so long is that internally, it's been you know there's been so much angst surrounding the ownership and the management there. I think that you know behind the scenes, it has it's been a bit of a distraction as far as just trying to. To, to be good and um, hopefully now that you know there's maybe maybe there's there won't be as much um, controversy and maybe not as much um, angst that they can just focus on getting good and becoming a good team again you know yeah that's true hopefully hopefully man I just I I feel like this year y'all are just gonna tank this year because you guys have no quarterback situation so it's just uh well, it's a rebuilding yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, it's a rebuild year, you know. So it's it's interesting, you know. What I mean, it's interesting. It's I guess the main goal is just to beat Cowboys, and that's it. Exactly. Yeah, just pull her eggs into that one thing. Well, all right. Well, hey, folks. That's all the rest we're, on. We're coming up on forty-five minutes to an hour. I appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. We didn't have much of an agenda today. Um, it's been kind of a slow week, but. Um, you know, hopefully you hung in with us. Had some interesting conversation as it relates to being a sovereign citizen. Go out there and execute your sovereign citizen rights. You know, work that, live that common <laughs> law, and and uh, you know, uh, tell the tell you know tell that cop when he pulls you over, you're not driving, you're traveling. So <laughs> that's fun. Uh, that being said, folks, uh, Mr. Mr. Locke, what do you got to look forward to this week? Uh, let's see this. Oh, wow. So this Friday, uh, you got fast 10 coming out that apparently this movie will be a three-parter movie. Holy smokes. What have they done? Do we need um, three 10 fast 10 films? This isn't outrageous. They need, they need to keep milking this money. I fell down a rabbit hole uh, this past weekend, actually, because I didn't want to even because we talked about how bad these movies were, and I just uh, I didn't want to rehash this again. But I fell down a rabbit hole of like, when did the movies like jump the shark? When they become outrageous? And there's so many different scenes where maybe it got bad, but the Fast and Furious movies got bad per, at like outrageous at five, and it's just from there, just the outrageousness of how Dom could wear a white T-shirt and get blown up. And everything, the shirt's perfect, pristine white. 
t-shirt at the end. It's always perfect. He's well, never hurt. He breaks no bones. He never gets hurt. It's just amazing. Well, I think there are, there are levels to the outrageousness, right? So, you know, one, two, and three tend to be a little more grounded. Um, then you get to four, which is the is, – no, five is the heist, right? Four is um, – Yes. Yeah, I forget what – Mexico. Yeah, I forget which one four is, but uh, four – Mexico Desert. That's right, Mexico Desert. That's right. That one is um, – it starts to teeter, right? You start to see, like, red flags, but it's still fairly grounded, right, in what you can and cannot do in a car. And then five happens, mm-hmm. and it just becomes – spectacle but it was spectacle in a fun way right like who doesn't want to see someone rob a bank and drive a safe down the middle of the interstate right being pulled by two cars like it was it was still fun Look, like my man had, like the cast my man was in six picked was up, that? he picked up a claire in, in in episode in the sixth movie he picked up a mclaren like vin diesel lifted up the car for paul walt walker to go on her and like do something with it. And that's where that's the one where they shoot the McLaren between two. They're in Dubai and between two. That's uh, where Jathan Statham shows up, I think. No, 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 no. That's seven. seven, seven. Right. That's seven. Yeah, that's seven. I mean, it's just they went into space. Uh, what the last film, uh, he's catching cars. A yeah, car like shot at him and he's like, he stops the car like he just uh, Superman, Superman. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 I feel like five, six, and seven were like a fun, outrageous. Like, it was like, yeah, okay, it's a little over the top, but it's fun. It's just good fun, right? And then eight is when I, in my mind, that's when I lost interest because it was just getting too. It was. It became. It became. It was too reliant on CGI at this point. It was too reliant on like these really outrageous and completely impossible like hijinks. Like for me, when they were racing the submarine, breaking through the ice, I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Like this, this is this whole thing is going off the rails. And then, like you said, yeah, nine, they go to space. I haven't even seen, I've not, I haven't seen that one yet. But they went to space. Now there's ten, and 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 how many ways can you link the story back to people that Dom either killed or crossed, you know, in the previous films, and and now they're and and, and integrate new familial elements, right? So in eight, you know, you meet his son, and then the last one was his brother, and now it's. It's a guy who got he was a it's a bodyguard who got killed during four and he's come back to get revenge. It's like how many different ways can you find someone that Toretto has crossed and is now gonna threaten his family, his family, hashtag family, to carry the story. I just don't see how you can keep doing it. And, and they keep bringing in like new like new characters to to make it like more like more of like a you know, a superhero film. Like they brought in like Kurt Russell and they brought in all these people to be like these shadow organizations. So now instead of just being a local street gang that goes out and does car stuff, now they're like linked to the CIA or some other really bizarre three-letter agency that mm-hmm. is relying yeah. on a bunch of mechanics to go out and solve the like solve the world's problems. It it is now to a level of it's it's just too bizarre and too outrageous. And like I said, now we're, we're going to take one movie and make it into three. Like why? Why does that need to happen? They're not mechanics anymore. Ludacris literally became a guy who owned a body shop to a computer genius. And he also is a master at hand-to-hand combat. Letty, who is just a woman who drives a car, is now a master at arms. She can drive anything that has wheels. And she could fight anybody. She beat Ronda Rousey up. She beat that, uh, was it Lisa, uh, the lady that was in Disney movie? And then she got like, uh, and like, she was in Fast 
five whatever she she got she beat that woman up like she can't be she can't be beaten it's just tough it's just very tough because it's like all the bullets in the world the bulls never hit the cars well it's like it's and if they're driving the cars the cars are impenetrable like they're they're the strongest cars in the world yeah they're i mean they're superhero movies without being superhero movies right like it's it's Mm -hmm. somehow these people are so larger than life now like it you know that's why like I appreciate the first one because, I mean, even though, even though the first one is just a complete retread of uh, Point Break, except with cars, I still respect it because it was a very grounded story. Like, here's this guy who's young, who can who can infiltrate these this, this car culture, this car street racing culture to to bring down this like gang that's harassing truckers on the interstate, like. That's a very grounded and real thing, you know, and somehow it just blossomed into this really big, like, superhero event, you know, and part of me wonders if it's because Universal doesn't have anything, like, this is, like, I think that this and Jurassic Park are Universal's two biggest franchises. There was even one point, yeah. talk. there was talk about them crossing them over, where you there now you have, you'd have a crossover between Jurassic Park and... And and uh, Fast and Furious, which by the way, as outrageous as that sounds, I would totally watch that movie. By the way, <laughs> but um, I feel and like you're Universal part of the just, problem. Yeah, I think Universal is part the, of the problem. I know, I know. I'm not seeing this one, but I would see that. But you know, but I think Universal just look just looks at the landscape and goes, well, Marvel's got. I mean, Disney's got Marvel, and you know, Paramount has has Star War. I mean, Star Trek. Excuse me, Star Trek. And oh, and then. You know what else? Um, you know, Warner Brothers has the DCU. Well, what do we have? Well, we've got Jurassic Park and we've got Fast and the Furious. So, uh, Jurassic Park didn't ha- didn't do so great the last you know couple of years, but guy by God, I've got I've still got Vin Diesel on the payroll, so I might as well milk this this bad boy as long as I can. Vin Diesel, ludicrous. Tyrese always here for a paycheck. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, apparently John Cena. Now you got The Rock. You got you got uh, Jason Statham in there. Well, they don't have The you Rock know, anymore. Remember, back. The Rock left. The Rock because of the working relationship. Well, the they Rock said left. The Rock's having a cameo in the ten in the in the new movie. He has a cameo. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. They There's do. They definitely have the star power behind it. That's for sure. They put a ton of star power behind this film. And it's crazy because these movies have been, got, been going on since what nineteen? When did the first one come out? Nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. No, 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 no. We no, were in no. high school. I know that. Out, like, were we in high school? They had to be like sure. nine, summer ninety nine. Well, I'm, I'm looking it up because I'm pretty sure it came out while we were in high school. Because I don't think so. Because Tokyo Drift came out. Not not Tokyo Drift, but the second one came out. Where so the Evo came out, and I had to been like oh oh two. A one oh two, when that one came out, um, because they had that small little Mitsubishi Evo. That was oh, I guess I guess I was wrong. Mitsubishi was the main. It came out in two thousand one. I thought it came out in in the nineties for some reason, but that's still a long time ago. These movies are going on twenty two years. Yeah, because in the first movie, the Honda S two thousand was in it, so. You know, S two thousand. It was in two thousands when that when that car came out. The it was about cars back then. It was about cars. And uh, see the conversation I'm saying. I'll talk about cars. Tilgo drift. Talk about cars. And then it went from cars to outrageous shit. 
well, yeah, because I <laughs> how mean, can like, we beat well, tanks? Because what can you? Cars. What more can you do with a car, dude? Like, how, I mean, the first one, like I said, it was great because it was race? like like Point Break. It was about this culture, right? Like Point Break was about this like this extreme culture, like surfing and skydiving and. Like you know, it was about it was like the dawn of that the, the, that that extreme or X culture, right? And you know, here was Keanu Reeves, this young guy who can get inside the culture and take down this you know this group of bank robbers led by Patrick Swayze. So it, that's what it was about, right? Like you know, and then fast forward 2001, same exact premise, except now it's just this car culture, which was prevalent. It was like a big thing in the two. I remember like rice rockets were all the rage in Virginia Beach. Everybody wanted a rice rocket. Everybody had their Honda Civic with the mate with the massive spoiler and the huge exhaust pipe, like so, and the bright colors on it. So like, it was a whole thing. So I can see why you want to make a movie about it because it was that was the culture at the time. But but I mean, there's it comes a point where there's only so much you can do with a car, in real like realistically speaking, you know. So then, what's the next thing you're gonna do? Well, let's you know, let's uh rob a bank with some cars you know and you know as crazy as that sounds yeah and that was like giant heists with cars and they always seem to do it you know they kill a lot of people a lot of people die along the way Vin well, Diesel come, and Lenny they all may came never back hurt, but they keep coming back <laughs> they keep coming back but i'm like the citizens around them there's lots of people that die because just oh, yeah. a lot goes on in these worlds that you're like dude there's no way citizens on the street or just dying left and right. So it's it's crazy. There always being some like wearing a militia, you know, destroying this random militias and stuff like that. It's just wild, but yeah. That's what's coming out this Friday, guys. Fast Ted. That's coming I there. Still and then I guess that. next Yeah, I still gotta get out and see Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I'm gonna propose to the spouse that we take a day off on Friday and go see Guardians of the Galaxy before I go on travel. Heard that's a really good film. That's what I'm hearing too. I've heard nothing but good things and I really want to see it. Um and then, um, you know, maybe while I'm in Newport, if I'm bored, I got to travel to Newport next week. If if I'm bored, maybe I'll I'll uh, go pop in and see Fast X just because I know it's not else to do. But anyway, we'll see. Oh, All right. Well, hey, we're out an hour. I appreciate hanging in there with us. It was a fun conversation. Um, that being said, I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Locke. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. All right. See you.